Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Everybody, welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast. I am so excited and honored that you're listening today. This is episode 42, and we are going to talk with a special guest all about growing our own food. And she has a few tips that um, just about anybody can use, no matter um, if you have a garden or you don't, or you live in a big house or a small house or a big backyard or a small backyard, um, or even, I'm guessing, just like a... Um, what's it called? I can't think right now, a balcony. So um, I want to introduce Brittany and I'm going to have her tell you guys more about um, who she is, what she does. Um, Brittany, take it away. Awesome. Thanks, Sophia. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to chat with you and and your group of people. Um, My name is Brittany Ame. Um, I'm originally from Northern California and have been living in Southern California for the past, my goodness, over a decade now since college. Um, I have two two little kids. I'm a, a wife and mama of two, and I'm also a volleyball coach. I'm running a high school program locally here, and I'm a health advocate and urban gardener. So I'm really excited to talk a little bit more about how me and my family are growing and um, and just really the simplicity and ease of it. That's awesome. I love it. And I love the whole volleyball angle. That's so fun. I just, it's so, it's, it's kind of like, you don't really know that about you in when it comes to like your, um, just your everyday kind of stuff. So it's fun to hear extra things about it. Um, I love it out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, because you said volleyball, are you tall? I am. I am. I'm 5'11". In my family, family, that's actually really short. I'm the shortest one in my family. So, (laughs) Oh my gosh. How tall is everybody? My parents are 6'2 and 6'5". My brother's 6'7". My sister's 6'3". And I am the runt. Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. Um, So I'm like barely 5'1 on like a good day. Um, so I'm like super petite and small, like yeah. super small. Yeah. And my parents are, my mom's short like me. My sister's the tallest. She's five, six. My dad is, well, my dad's five, nine or something, which is short for a guy. Um, but my husband is six, four. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So our wedding pictures are hilarious because his family is super tall. His sisters are like 5'10", 5'11", as well. Oh, yeah. And so like our wedding pictures are so funny because it's like his family's like really tall and my family's like really short. Um, Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, my oldest son is 10, just turned 10 on Halloween. And he is um, like, I want to say two inches shorter than me and wears like a size seven men's shoe already. Oh my gosh. So, um, and then my middle one, just, we just had his checkup. He is, um, he is getting tall as well. Like he is in the 80 something percentile for his height as well. Um, tall and skinny. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. It's so funny. It's going to be nuts too. When they, when they get older and you're like telling them, Hey, get off that. Stop doing that. (laughs) They're like, yeah, over you. Yeah. It's a good thing. They're like, 
my boys are very, um, I have three boys. They're all boys and my little one's feisty, but they're all very like gentle boys. Like they're not like, yeah, they'll do like, you know, they'll like wrestle each other or whatever, like for, you know, like little brotherly stuff. But right. in general, they're not like in your face, like aggressive kids. They're really kind of like soft and gentle and like, they kind of shy away from, you know, boys that are very like aggressive and whatever. Like it's my son, like my son. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some kids are just, you know, their personalities are more like out versus in. Yes. And my youngest one is a little bit feisty for sure. Um, yeah. of the three, he's the most feisty. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, yeah, interesting. I love it. I love that you're so tall. I think it's so cool. Um, I love and, that people like you call me tall because the rest of my family is always like kind of, you know, they're being funny, but yeah, always, like making fun of me, like, oh, Brittany, go put your heels on. <laughs> that is so funny. That's amazing. And how tall is your husband? My husband's 6'2". So he's okay. still like, when he's around my family, he's still like not very tall. So <laughs> got it's it. funny. That's awesome. Well, yeah. let's get started and talk. I wanted to get started to talk about more of this food growing thing, because I know right. that my audience, like, is going to be so interested, everyone listening, like, because I think the assumption is that when it comes to, obviously, when it comes to, like, food, forget about, like, the health aspect of it, but just the flavor aspect, having right. food from a garden, like, fresh from a garden is just the most amazing flavor, flavorful stuff you can have, like, when it comes to produce. And I know this because I've grown food and my mom is this garden connoisseur. She has this like crazy garden and she makes the most amazing stuff. Right. And I'm sure like flavor wise, right? Like, because the yeah. process of bringing food to a grocery store, it just takes time. It's not like necessarily like their fault, but it, it takes time to take it from the farm to the store. Exactly. Yeah. There's right. a huge, there's a huge, huge difference. And I didn't, you know, I just started growing my own food a little over a year ago and, and growing this way with a vertical garden, um, it, which got me into soil gardening as well. So I'm doing a little bit of both and, and really starting to see the difference with those two. But for sure, there's a big difference, you know, getting, you know, your boxed lettuce um, or, or whatever you're getting, whatever you, produce you go with, there's a big difference in the taste, even mm -hmm. the color. Um, the texture of it sometimes very different yeah. than, than growing freshly from your own home. Totally. So like in general, when it comes to growing food, we're talking, um, I know that there's like, what would you say is like the, um, the bulk of what people can grow at home? Cause obviously none of us can necessarily, unless we have a giant farm, like we can't necessarily grow everything ourselves, you know, sure. there's so much more to grow. Um, but what do you think are the basics that you see as far as like what people can grow, what is harder and easier in general? Yeah, it's usually the the fruiting plants that are a little bit more difficult to grow. Um, and it, the lettuce and the herbs are usually what, what we talk to people, what I talk to people about starting with. The lettuce and herbs are usually the easiest thing to get started with. So that's what I suggest. So when you say fruiting plants, explain that a little more so people that are like know nothing about it, what, what that means. Yeah, so um, strawberries, for sure. A lot of people love growing strawberries. They, they want to grow strawberries on, on, our, on our towers all the time. Um, and they're, 
they grow very well, but they take, they take a lot more time. So for instance, when, when I'm starting out with my herbs and my lettuces, you know, when I'm growing on my vertical garden, they, and there's a lot of differences here. These are growing not in soil. They're actually growing in rock wool. So it's a soilless um, gardening system. Um, so there's, there's some differences here, but these, when you're growing the herbs and the lettuces, they're growing as fast as two to four weeks and you're harvesting off of it. And when you're growing things like maybe watermelon or even zucchini and cauliflower, broccoli, things like that, um, those are taking a little bit longer. And for, especially for newer gardeners um, or people with, you know, black thumbs, as they say, um, some people, they don't want to wait that long. And so that's why I always suggest like, get excited about it with the herbs and the lettuces, watch them grow quickly, get excited about that stuff. And then you can move on to the, to the more difficult things where, you know, you need the bees coming in there and pollinating and all that good stuff. Well, and there's so many, there's also like, just, I mean, I've, what I've learned from my mom and, you know, my sister too, there's like, there's like a, a real system when it comes to growing, especially these fruiting plants. And there's, um, cause I have two big planters boxes and, and there's like rules about, you know, one crop cannot be grown in the same as this crop because of, um, different bacterias and things that can pass on and, and right. not help them grow. And like, there's like all these rules that I think most people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. it, and then there's like some fruiting plants that some produce that you want to grow that you need like two of to help pollinate each other versus just one or so it's not really going to grow and yield a lot. And right. it's crazy. And like some like that work best together in the same area and some that don't, it's like, it's really, really overwhelming. <laughs> it is, it is. It's really crazy. And, and at the same time, I guess it's not, I mean, even when you think about like our bodies, it's the same thing, you know, like there's yeah. certain foods that work together well in our body. And then there's, there's other foods when you put them together and you put them in our body, it's like not a good idea. Like you're not right. Exactly. Those things. So it's funny because we are very similar to plants in that sense. Um, and, and when you're, when you're growing with the tower gardens, um, that is a little bit of, I guess if, you know, they're, they're very, very easy to grow with, but that's a little bit of the difficulty is that if you're wanting to grow with, you know, if you're wanting to grow strawberries, a lot of people will get like two different, um, gardens for that. So two separate vertical gardens, um, because the strawberries grow with a different pH, um, and so that's, there, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of little fun things that go along with it, which the kids really love too, like testing the pH in the water, um, and all of that good stuff. Um, and so for people who are listening, some of you guys are probably like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> this, it's, a, it's called a tower garden if you haven't heard of it. And so it's vertical growing and, and there's a huge reservoir at the bottom that holds all of the water and the nutrients. And when you're getting it set up, you want to test the pH and make sure that it's correct for the plants. And so that's, Sophia, that was a little bit of what you were talking about. You know, when we're growing in soil, it's, you know, making sure that, that you have the right nutrients within the soil for the plant to grow. And it's the same thing here. It's just that the nutrients are put in the water and then the plants are growing in rock wool. So no soil. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask Ness. So let's talk about the different options here. We've talked a little yeah. bit about, we've thrown away somewhere like soil growing and, and the tower garden. So Let's talk about the tower garden first. So if you want to grow your own food, 
there's ways to do it, right? So like we talk, you're talking about the tower garden. Um, explain a little bit more about like what that is, um, what you need to have as far as like growing it. Mm -hmm. um, like space wise, things like that. Right. Yeah. So the cool thing about it is that it doesn't take up a lot of space. Um, and, and just like you were saying in the beginning, that's, you know, it's nice cause you can grow it on your, on your front porch. You can grow it on a side yard. You could grow indoors. We have, you know, ones where you can grow inside, like in your kitchen and just pick it right off and, you know, be making your smoothies and, you know, meals and all that good stuff. Um, and the way that it works is first of all, <clears throat> if you were to order one, it comes with everything that you need to get started. The only thing that you would go and, you know, get more of is if, you know, if, if you're like, Hey, I want to grow some very specific things, then you would go and you'd order those things or you'd go to your local nursery. Um, but other than that, it comes with everything that you need to get started, even the six starter seeds. And those starter seeds are, like I was talking about, they're the ones that are, that are the simplest. You're going to see them grow very quickly. Kale, basil, rainbow chard, I'm trying to think what else, gourmet lettuce. Um, and so it's, it comes with those seeds. This is also a very fun thing to do with the kids. They love, love planting the seeds and watching them grow and all that good stuff. But the way that the tower garden works is that all the water is in the reservoir. It's a self-watering system. So it shoots water up through the center of the vertical garden. And then it comes down and trickles all of the water and nutrients to the plants. So, um, so for all of you busy moms out there, this is like a huge reason why I, why I finally decided to invest in this is I was, I was like running all over the place. And so, yes, I've always been about getting more plant nutrition in. Um, and, and I wanted to grow my own food, but I knew that if I started growing in the soil, it was going to take even more time, um, for me to tend to. And, um, and this, this made it really easy. So I'm like, I'm growing faster this way. So with the, with the tower garden, you grow three times faster. <clears throat> you use 98% less water. You're saving space. You're saving time. Um, it's, it's awesome. Clearly, so, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> so why do you, um, why does it grow three times faster? Um, that's because, because of the water that's constantly, the water and nutrients that's constantly going through it. And also the rock wool cubes um, that the plants grow in. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about the rock wool cubes? Like what are those? Yeah. And, and yeah. is it just, is it like on the inside? Because I've seen yours. Is it just on the inside of that tube? Yes. Yeah. So it's the, the rock wool is made from eco-friendly rock fiber and it gives the plants the oxygen um, and the constant moisture that it needs to encourage that rapid and healthy growth. So very different than, than what you'd be used to with soil gardening. Um, and that's what helps it grow faster than growing. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um, yeah. So that is um, the tower garden. And what about soil gardening? So the difference is like with soil gardening, obviously you have to either have um, planters boxes or um, a garden of some sort. Um, I've seen like leveled gardens, you could do it in pots, whatever. But what, as far as that goes, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so about the difference of, of growing in the tower as opposed to- Yes. Like, beds? Yeah. Yes. So, well, 
Well, here's, here's, you know, kind of going back to what I was talking about. There's, there's so many resources. There's so many, there's so many things that we have to get to make our raised beds and whatnot. I was fortunate enough to, when we moved into this house where we are right now, they already had little, little gardening beds made. So I was like, score. Um, But for a lot of people, like that's a whole process of going, you know, getting the wood and making it and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And so this just makes it a little bit easier. The whole setup of the garden is really easy. It's really just kind of like click, click it all into play. Um, You can choose to get extensions to, to have it be taller. Um, You can, you can really grow as many plants on here as you want. And so on this, on the tower garden, you're able to grow at least 20 different plants on there. Um, and when you're talking about making, you know, a bed or something like that, you're, you're a little bit more limited with, um, what, you know, how many plants you can grow in there. Yeah. If you want to grow a lot, then you're going to obviously need to build it a lot bigger. So, um, but as far as, so like you need soil, obviously, is there, um, something that you need for a soil gardening that you don't need for the tower garden, as far as like, you know, feeding the plants, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So is there something that, that you, I'm like sorry. When you're, like when we're growing in the garden, cause I know like you need the soil obviously. And then, um, you, you know, you fertilize, you do all these things in soil gardens. What's the difference between what you need to keep the plants growing and Got healthy it. or whatever in the soil yeah. garden versus the uh, tower garden? Yeah. So that's the difference with, with the tower garden. It's you, you set it up and it's, virtually taken care of you don't you don't have to go back and do weeding because because there's no soil in it you don't have to deal with any weeding you you know there's no there's no um there's very few i should say very few insects and pests that get on there because it's soilless um and it's self-watering so it's pretty much taking care of itself and really the only thing that you have to do is come back and check the reservoir so you're just, you know, there's a little lid on the top of it and you, you lift it up, you check and see where the water's at. And when it, when it goes down, you stick your hose in there, fill it up. Um, and every other time you're going to add nutrients to that water. Okay. So you add the nutrients to the water, whereas like in soil, it's more like the fertilizer in the soil. Correct. Okay. So those nutrients are similar. They're just different. Um, yeah, the what nutrients- you add. Right. So the nutrients that, that we have, they actually come in a liquid form. So you pour it, you pour it into a little cup and then pour it into the water and, and mix it all around. And that provides the nutrients that the plants need. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so as far as like, I know some people, you know, might be like, well, I really want to grow, but I don't even have a garden. I don't have a backyard. You know, some people mm-hmm. might have just a balcony or maybe nothing at all. Like, um, how would you grow food indoors? If people wanted to. Yeah, that's super. It's so exciting because we've, it was fairly recent that we created the indoor tower garden. Um, And so the indoor one comes with everything that you need. Obviously it's a little bit more expensive because it comes with the led lights, right? So there's lights that come from the top of the tower garden and then they come around and down the side. So that acts as the sunlight for the plants um and there's again there's a self timer it's a little bit of a smaller frame than the outdoor tower um but you can grow right inside your kitchen you could we have people who are growing in their living room some people put it in their garage um down in their basements there's people are growing all over their house because 
it comes with everything that it needs um, to grow. The only thing that people do do when they are growing indoors is there's the wind factor is the only thing that's not there. So some people will, will place a small fan um, next to it so that it's, you know, it's getting kind of that, the same feeling that plants need and get when they're outdoor. Um, so say that the same feeling versus like, you mean like with, because of the LED lights and all that? Yeah. So the, the LED lights are there, the nutrients there, the water, everything, but the air, the circulation, the wind is the only thing that's missing when you're growing indoor. And so some, okay, got it. Yeah. We'll prop up a fan. Yeah. Okay. So you basically you're simulating Correct. the outdoor environment. Exactly. Um, Awesome. And as far as indoors goes, is there anything different as far as what you can grow indoors versus outdoors? Are there certain like types of produce and stuff that don't really work inside? So far I have, I've seen people grow everything that I have grown outdoors. So I've seen for sure lots of people growing lettuces and herbs indoors, but I've seen some people growing strawberries indoors as well. Um, it's a little bit harder because then you have to do obviously the self-pollinating yourself. And so, you know, people will get, they'll get a, a toothbrush and, you know, be rubbing it on the flowers and, and moving the pollen around and acting as the bee. <laughs> so, um, so that part is obviously a little bit harder, more so I see people growing herbs and lettuces inside. Um, I have seen a few people grow eggplants indoors um, so yeah, you can, you can do a wide variety of plants indoors as well. That's funny. You say the self-pollinating because my actually, so my mom, I told you my parents are, um, my mom especially is like a huge, um, uh, has a huge garden. She's like amazing when it comes to gardening and mm -hmm. she's been growing, um, dragon fruit and, um, the dragon fruit, I guess, is the thing with dragon fruit. A lot of people have struggle to grow a lot of dragon fruit they only get like a few fruit to come out and mm -hmm. my parents you know of course with covid they've they're high risk so they've been like shut down um pretty pretty hardcore this last year yeah. um and they have a lot of time on their hands and so mm -hmm. they have researched this whole dragon fruit thing this was like a project they did and apparently the dragon fruit flower opens at night and oh, bees yeah. are not around at night therefore that's why dragon fruit is so expensive because it doesn't yield a lot because the bees, it's really hard for them to pollinate. And you obviously need pollination in order for, you know, fruiting yeah. plants to grow. So yeah. my parents decided that they're going to grow a lot of dragon fruit. And so they would set their timer and they would go outside and they would take paintbrushes and they would take the pollen they'd wait for the flower to open and they would literally pretend they were bees and, and pollinate all of their dragon fruit. And it's amazing. Like they've grown so much dragon fruit. It's insane. That's so awesome. I love it's, it. it's the craziest thing. Um, and it's really good. And my mom, they were just here the other day and I have this one peach tree that's done jack crap for me. Like it sucks. It hasn't done anything. So we've been trying to figure out what to do. And my mom's like, Oh, I'm going to, propagate a dragon fruit for you and we're going to plant it here and we're going to have you grow dragon fruit and I was like okay but FYI I'm not going out there with a paintbrush to paint the damn thing oh my gosh I love it I have three kids I don't have time for that you can totally just pass pass it off to your kids and tell them to do it seriously I'm like it's just so funny because they're so into it but it worked like they I mean that's yeah. 
you know, they would send my sister and I pictures of my dad with his, um, he has this like headlamp <laughs> that he put on and go out there and like, he should like pictures of him, like pollinating the dragon fruit. Oh, I just god. like, oh my god, I would just laugh so hard. It's just so funny. Yeah, we need it. We need a picture of that. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. It's hilarious. You're going to see me like, you know, in a couple of months, like out there with my headlamp. (laughs) I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm that dedicated to it, but um, I know right now my, I actually just had, um, I, we have a gardener that helps with our just maintenance of like the grass and all that stuff. And um, he was just here the other day and right after my mom was here. And so I asked him to help me take out the big um, peach tree because we're getting rid of it. Um, and he just helped um, dig up the rest of the stuff in my planter boxes. So mm. um, I don't know. I think my mom says like, cause we're, I don't know. She says I need to put um, tomatoes early in this year because our weather is so good. And she's like, they'll start growing soon. I don't know. Yeah. I have to, it's just been so busy. I'm trying to like figure out, but we did, what we did last year is one of the planters boxes. There's this um, Greek, I'm Greek um, by my heritage is Greek. I'm first generation immigrant here. Um, but there's this, this Greek green, it's not really known here in America. It's, it's, I would say it's like a cross between a Swiss chard and like a mustard green or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's Greek, it's, it's called Vlita and it's like a Greek, uh, sauteed green that they eat in Greece because it grows rampant in the fields there. And so, it's really tender and it's really, really good. And my mom's friend brought some back from Greece and she propagated them. And like, my mom had like all these Vlita like bulbs. And so she wow. brought them over last spring and we had one entire bed full of them and they are so freaking good. So I guess they self, um, they self grow again because the, the seeds, when okay. they dry out, you, yeah. You're supposed to let them dry out so the seeds fall. And then my mom just like, oh, yeah, just start watering and they'll start growing. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's so cool. Yeah. It's oh, just, plants that. are just amazing to me. Like plants are, are just so, they're so interesting. Don't you think? Like just the way that they, I don't know. I just think they're so cool. I completely agree. I, I'm, I've, I've become a bit of a plant freak just a little bit. Um, like I said, I'm still, I'm still very, very new to gardening and learning of, about plants and, you know, when's the right time to plant certain things. Um, I'm very new to it. And so it's, it is, it's been so much fun and so therapeutic. Um, so, so relatable to our lives as well. Yeah. So it's, Yeah. It, I, I mean, I believe everyone should be gardening. I should have been doing this a long time ago. Um, <laughs> and especially well, when there's a way to, to do it so easy. Well, and it's, it's just a neat thing for kids too. Like my kids, like I, one of my things is like when we do our garden, um, I love going when I get all my little, you know, mini baby plants to plant in. I also grab a box, um, a little carton of um, ladybugs. And my kids love releasing the ladybugs in our garden outside because the ladybugs are amazing for gardens. And, um, and I also do like mealworms and stuff too. And they think that that's hilarious because I do the worms and I put them like in my soil because, you know, they're, the worms are like, earthworms are like amazing for soil. Yes. Um, I I actually learned that from one of my neighbors when I started growing in my soil. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. So I buy a thing of earthworms and a thing of ladybugs. And when I, you know, I, you know, new soil and I like 
turn it over and whatever. And I always put the earthworms in there because they're just, they're awesome. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit um, about um, the benefits. I know we've touched upon that, but I know, you know, people always talk about how, oh, this place has better produce than this place and this place. And one thing that I've learned a lot, you know, being in my business and what I do and um, seeing how fast, like when I buy something, how fast it goes bad is from the, the quality of the produce. I definitely love organic and, and whatnot, but I don't think organic is necessarily um, the end all be all, you know, I just believe in eating more plants, whatever that is, because yes. plants are plants and it's just important to grab, eat and get those nutrients into your body. Mm -hmm. um, but aside from any of that, like the amount of time that it takes from farm to store yes, varies and it depends on the stores. So like, it depends on, you know, I have a local place where I shop and they use mostly local um, farmers. And so right. their produce is always amazing. And it's not necessarily just amazing because they, they're an amazing store. It's just because of where they get their stuff. It's local. So it, it doesn't, sit on a truck for very long. Exactly. And so that's why some of these stores that, you know, you might be paying less, like it's not, you know, it might not taste the same. So exactly. it's a benefit of growing your own food is you just walk in the backyard and especially the lettuce. I mean, you can't even compare like that fresh lettuce is just phenomenal from your backyard. Yeah, it's, it is, it's pretty amazing, honestly. Um, like I said, I, I didn't even know <laughs> how lettuce was supposed to be tasting. You know, mm -hmm. I'm growing kale and, and butter lettuce and gourmet lettuce and rainbow chard and all these things that I, that I had in my little spring mix that I would get from the store. And when I get, it's very rarely that I ever get that. It's just really when like family comes into town and we, we just kind of want to mix some more stuff in for a salad, yeah. but um, when I get it, I realize it's, it's almost tasteless. Yeah. It's very the, different. And it's, and it's only because I've tasted what it, you know, straight yes. from, from straight the garden, from the backyard, straight from the garden. Um, but it's true, you know, it is, it's most of our food is sitting on a truck. And, and then prior to that, it's uh, most of it, even, even organic stuff, um, is getting sprayed with a lot of things, um, that we don't even know. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it feels really, really good going to your backyard and knowing, Hey, I haven't sprayed anything on this. This is, this is good, clean stuff. And you are picking it at the peak of its ripeness, like with all of the nutrients intact. So yes. Yeah. Because nutrients, uh, I mean, they're not, they're, they don't fully go away, but yeah, you, they does lose some nutrients as it sits there, um, you know, from picking to the truck, you know, to the store for sure. Yes. Um, and that's part of the flavor, you know, the more nutrients it has, like the flavor, you know, that's part of the overall flavor of um, the food. I will never forget. I did a job, um, a partnership with Earthbound Farm um, a couple years back, and they flew us up and invited us to their actual farm, which is in central California in the um, Carmel Valley region. Mm -hmm. And we got to go to the actual farm itself and see everything being grown. And I will never forget because Earthbound Farm, I has, I've always like, I've used them for, you know, a lot of my life. Their, their products are pretty quality. Um, and I'll never forget though, being at the spinach farm and 
eating the spinach, like literally like reaching down from the bunches of spinach on the ground and eating the spinach from the ground, um, yeah. just as is. And the rich buttery flavor of it yes. is just like no other, like it's their, their spinach is still great. Like in their container, but when you eat it fresh from it the ground, it's insane. Yes. Like it's insane. Like I can't even describe the, the taste. Yes. Like it's almost like buttery and smooth. Like it's so good. Is everyone's mouth watering now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like people say, oh, I don't like spinach. It's like, well, spinach is actually kind of has some sweet undertones to it when it's super fresh and right from your garden. It doesn't, right. you know, some people know spinach of almost like a bittery type flavor. And that is just old spinach. Yes. <laughs> yes. And when you actually grow spinach and eat it super fresh, it really is almost sweet. Like it just has this underlying sweetness. Um, but, and that's my, my kids actually, ironically, they love Swiss chard, like a sauteed Swiss chard. I mean, that's awesome. Well, and I grew up like in Greece, Swiss chard is kind of like, you know, the, the greens I was telling you about, um, and chard are very popular. And so, um, my, I kind of have grown up eating it and I, kind of fed it to the kids from the beginning. But the other thing is the only char they've ever had is either from my mom's garden, from our garden, or from the store that I buy it at, which is super fresh and local because chard around here, there's some farm like around here that grows chard that, like you wouldn't believe. Like it's like in droves. <laughs> so um the char that they've eaten is really flavorful and so, so they, and they anybody, love it yeah so if anyone ever tries to give them some some whatever store-bought stuff they're going to be like what is this yes like you know if, yeah if they were to eat something that's not as fresh it, it's going to taste different and yeah. and it's the same with like lettuce like when I met my husband um he'd only eaten bagged lettuce before and when I started introducing him to like you know, fresh lettuce from the garden, he literally is like, you've ruined me. I can never eat bagged <laughs> lettuce again. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just funny though, because you can taste it now. Like when you go, when you know what it's like to eat, you know, garden stuff, fresh, you can taste it. Yes. Absolutely. So flavors, a benefit, nutrients are a benefit, um, you know, less sprays, chemicals, which you know, like I've, I've done a lot of research when it comes to farms and organic farms and whatever. And definitely like, you know, you're right. Organic doesn't mean it doesn't, it isn't sprayed with stuff because mm -hmm. the reality is like, it's not like they're, you know, farmers are doing this to like hurt people. It's just when you grow acres and acres and acres of something like you, you need to control it, you know, and the bugs and all right. these things. And, and there are natural ways to do that. Like I learned a lot about, um, plants that you can plant that ward off certain, um, certain bugs and whatever. Um, but yeah, there's always something on it, which is why you need to wash your produce when, you know, when you buy it. Um, yeah. but another benefit, let's talk a little bit about saving money. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. there is an investment in starting a garden, mm -hmm. but as it grows, you're definitely saving. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always talk to people about this. Um, and it, you know, however, however you choose to grow, whether it is in soil or, you know, getting a vertical garden, I know there's some other vertical gardens out there, but you're saving lots of money. You're saving lots and lots of money, um, with, I, and I'll speak from what I know about, about the tower garden, you know, you're growing, you're, you're spending $50 a month, 
and you're doing that for, for 12 months or you're choosing to, to pay it all in full. And some people spend hundreds of dollars to get their gardens started. So, um, and then also you have to think about what, what are you spending? If you're, if you're eating the amount of produce that, that, that our bodies need and should be having weekly, um, you know, for our family, we have four, we have four people in our family and we're spending at least $15 a week, at least $15 a week on, on veggies alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, at least, yeah. at least no way. We spend way more than that. It, right. And then, exactly. That's a bare minimum. So, um, so when you think about it like that, in terms of the tower garden, you're definitely saving lots of money. Um, and then after, you know, after the 12 months, or if you, if, you know, if, if you chose to pay for it in full, it's yours and you're growing, you're growing food for free, um, essentially, you know, other than buying the seeds or, um, you know, or other little starter plants. Yeah. Um, so, and, and same within the soil, if you have an area, you know, like I said, I was fortunate. We moved into this house and we had two little beds that were already built for us with soil in it and everything. So, um, it is, yeah, huge saver. I'm actually, I'm growing broccoli and cauliflower in my two beds that I have on the side of our house. So nice. Nice. Broccoli is really yummy too from the garden. My mom grows broccoli a lot. So, um, we often have, um, her broccoli that, um, she sends for, she, she always comes like right now she has tons of lettuce. So every time they come, they're always like, what do you need? It's like a grocery store. Um, And the other thing I was thinking like benefits wise is like, I know for me, like if I'm, you know, we want a salad or we want something and, oh my God, crap, we're out of lettuce. And if you have it in your yard, you literally just go back there and just pick it. And you don't have to like, oh, I have to go to the store or what else? For us, it's usually like, oh, do we need anything else? I'll put an Instacart order and it'll get here in a few hours. Mm -hmm. But it's like, so, you know, when it's back there, you're like, oh, I'll just go pick some from the garden. It is so much easier. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people deal with this too, where we have great intentions of eating all, you know, eating salads every day, and then we get busy or we're on the go and, and we don't end up eating it. And, you know, your spinach, your whatever greens and even fruits, all of that, that we get, yeah, we have a tendency to waste like sometimes like half of it. It's like the saddest thing. (laughs) So, yeah. So to be able to, you know, I I cut enough off of my garden for usually for the day or maybe like two days. Um, And again, that's keeping the nutrients more intact. It's coming straight from the plant itself. Um, And, and yeah, I mean, I'm not wasting that food in my fridge and having it. Yeah. Yeah. You get what you, you, you use what you need for sure. Exactly. Um, well, do you have, before we go, do you have any tips for people as far as, um, like I was thinking, um, like, like you talked about, um, what you can grow when, like weather wise, it's so different across the country is like, I'm in Southern California. I can pretty much grow like things like year round. It's, you know, just our weather. Um, but what other tips do you have for people that want to start growing their own food? Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to get started. Um, for me, it's, I got started with the tower and that's what expanded me to, to different things. And for anybody who is a beginner that, you know, there's what tips can I give? 
you can you can start really really small and you can just you know put plants in a glass of water and put them right there in your in your kitchen there are some plants that will just grow directly in water um you can you can start really small by doing that type of stuff and you know if you have a little area in the back of your house and you just want to start experimenting and getting your kids involved because that's another big thing that that i get really excited about is what this has done for my kids um but i suggest strongly suggest the tower garden um because of the simplicity of it once you get it set up it is pretty much set to go like i said the only thing you have to do is fill it up and you'll be you'll be really surprised how it how it like opens your world to so much more and makes me i mean i'm going to nurseries at least once a month and like going and wanting to pick up all these plants and grow new things. We, we have a decent sized backyard. Um, and I don't know if I wouldn't have gotten the tower garden. I don't know if I would have explored as much as, as I did. It, it's, it had to start for me with something that was simple and easy. And that was going to kind of just like grow on its own. It's, it's, this is literally, it's pretty much dummy proof. Like you can have the blackest thumb in the world and you're going to grow plants from this thing. Um, and so it started with that and that's what kind of built my excitement and made me feel like, oh, I can do this. And that's what brought me then to soil. So that would be my suggestion. Okay. So start easy, start with easy things to grow. Now we talked about that. Um, pay attention to your weather. Um, what about like, as far as like checking in on the plants, like things like that, what are some tips for that? Um, again, with, with the tower, there's very little that you have to do. Although plants do like to be sung to <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely go out there and sing to your plants. And um, I know one thing specifically with the tower, a lot of, a lot of people like to grow their plants like big and huge. And so one tip with the tower specifically is that you want to make sure that you go out there and that you harvest regularly. Um, you don't want your plants like growing into each other. So, so that would be one tip, especially when you're starting out with, with lettuces and herbs, they grow very quick. Um, you'd be surprised in a month's time, they'll be, they will already be starting to grow into each other. So um, a good tip would be to get out there regularly, which you probably will want to do because you're going to fall in love with it like me um, and harvest, cut back, cut back. And if, you know, you're going to produce a lot, you're going to produce a lot of food. Um, so if you have neighbors, give some food to your neighbors, you know, it's a, it's a really cool. Well, and thing. also from overgrowing, you also want to make sure there's like some things like, um, basil and things like that, that they will, um, they will, um, they were flower. And once they start to flower, you want to, once they start to flower, it's not as good anymore. So you want to make sure to like keep trimming them down so they don't do that. True. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Awesome. Well, this has been so informative. Um, I love how much um, information we shared today on growing your own food and how easy it can be. Um, and I am super excited that you were able to share all this information with us. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, and thank all thanks to all of you that are listening. And if you have a moment to rate and review the podcast, it helps me so much. Um, because the more rates and reviews I get, the more um, my podcast will get out there and the better 
fact, um, I'll be able to get great guests like Brittany to come on here and help share amazing information with you all. So in the end, it's really just so helpful for me to get information out. Um, and make sure to tune in next time because next time we're going to be talking to a dietitian friend of mine all about um, making sure that when we're focusing on our diet, it's, it's not necessarily weight focused, but more um, about how you feel and your goals being centered towards overall wellness versus um, just the diet world out there. But thanks so much, Brittany, again. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you.